how to survive a sick day or a sick week with your children. Raising bilingual children can be a challenge. That's why we have serial dates, where we discuss our experiences and grow as a bilingual family. Let's get cereal, cereal. I wanna get cereal. Let's get cereal. <laughs> no. Welcome back to Cereal Dates. So, I'm flying solo again tonight. <laughs> Not again, but I'm flying solo. Unfortunately, because this is supposed to be our anniversary or one year anniversary episode. And we are sick, uh, as you can probably hear it in my voice. Um, we're just not feeling well. And we didn't want to kind of power through such an important episode for us. Um, and we also didn't want to just skip a week because, come on, like, it is the day that, that we made it, when, you know, we made it to a year without missing a single Tuesday. And so we didn't want to miss so I'm here. John's resting. He is feeling worse than I am. I'm kind of I'm on the on the up up trajectory. I'm feeling better and he's he started later than me, so he's on the downside. So we just, you know, divide and conquer, which is most of what this episode is about. So this is just gonna be a quick episode to let you know we were sick, very sick. It started with Mateo and passed to me, passed to John. Um, we think my mom may have to. It's not COVID. It's not the flu. It's not strep. It's, well, we haven't, you know, we haven't gone to get tested or anything. But we, John and I are just, I think, just tired <laughs> from taking care of Mateo because he was very sick. He had a bacterial infection, uh, upper respiratory. And so he's been on antibiotics, just like fever reducers, and it's been exhausting. So we are finally, today, he didn't take um, like his fever reducer. In the, he took it in the morning, but then in the afternoon, he didn't need it. And so far, he's he's good. So hopefully, we are almost over this. But... Like I said, we didn't want to miss an episode, and I thought there's some takeaways that we could share, that I could share, about, you know, tips on being sick. So, my first tip, which I'm sure you guys know this, but if you're a brand new parent, when you go to the doctor, have, first off, obviously, like extra clothes always, but have a bag with just things like if your child is into books like mine is lots of books or just interesting books that maybe he hasn't seen in a while um for him is like the um, uh, hot wheels cars just a few of them is enough to drive around the chairs in the waiting room or you know it it's enough to keep them occupied for a little bit because sometimes you have to wait for a long time 
And well, we were screen free with our children, um, which is we'll talk about later. But we want to try to avoid just putting them in front of a screen all the time, right? And so think of um, something small that you could pack in a little sort of a waiting room bag that will help them, you know, will help them, will help you. So we always have a little, this is it's a special bag that came with his suitcase, which we were going to go to Columbia. We didn't go. It's another story, but it was just like a little backpack that went with that. And so that is a specific go to the doctor backpack. <laughs> it used to, you know, we, we kind of made it to be like maybe going out to restaurants, but we, other than this whole COVID thing, haven't really gone out much, mainly to the doctor. So <laughs> that's the waiting room backpack. What you can put in there, like I said, books, little cars. If you have older, ch- older children, uh, cards like to play cards um there's like little magnet uh chess and checkered games that you can that are pretty small um we have uh these little notepads or not notepads but they're like coloring books but you paint with water i think they're called water wow wow (laughs) those are great because they you paint with them with water, which you can have access to water pretty much anywhere, uh, or you can pre-fill them before you leave. And when you paint, the color comes up and then it dries up and you can do it again. So we have a couple of those in there. Always have snacks. If you have maybe like figurines or little animals, the options are endless. And I think the younger the child, well, really, I don't Yeah, the younger the child, you could just put random things in there. Like if this was Elias's bag, I could just go around the house and just pick like five random things. Um, and he would be happy with that. So it's just something new, something that they haven't seen in a while, and something that you know that will keep their interest. So that is the number one tip. Number two, and I think this this tip carries over for other areas of life outside of being sick, but it has helped us build a relationship with our pediatrician and everybody in the office. And because of that, I feel like sometimes if you have a good relationship, I mean, we've talked about this so much, everything is all about relationships, right? Especially second language acquisition. But in general, when you build good relationships with people, then you know, they're willing to help you or squeeze you in or, you know, get you in the office quicker than if you have a negative relationship with them. So specifically with Mateo, I try to, we both, if Mateo has a question, you know, at the doctor's office, we say, well, when they come in, you can ask them, do you know how to, what are you going to ask them? And I say that because most of the time when we're having conversations about the questions he has or something, it's in Spanish. And so I don't want him to have to translate in the moment um, in his mind or maybe freeze. You're talking to someone you don't really know. And you've thought about the question in Spanish and now you have to translate it to English. So I don't necessarily tell him what to say in English at all. I just say, um, "Are you? what are you going to ask them? And then he kind of thinks about it. And then sometimes he'll say, 
but they don't speak Spanish. And so I say, yeah, so what are you going to ask them? <laughs> and um, he'll say it in English and or he'll just think about it and then ask the question. But when adults see little children asking these questions and interacting with them, not just, you know, the doctor interacting with the parent, but that the children are, you know, asking questions and sort of advocating for themselves, that builds a relationship with the child. And so that when you have to call the doctor, they're like, oh, Mateo's mom. Yes, of course. <laughs> and, um, or they're like, oh, it's Mateo's mom. You know, for, for me, it could be both like, oh, she's calling again. I don't know. But I think that they have a relationship with Mateo. And so they, you know, want to see him. They smile at him. They, they kind of know him because of the things that he has asked them in the past. And so that makes it just a better experience for everybody. Mateo looks forward to going to Dr. Parker's office every time he he even we had to go to one of those walk-in clinics on Thursday because it was Thanksgiving. And he was very, he was like, this is not, they don't have books. They don't have books here. <laughs> what is this? He called us a doctor's office? Uh, no, he just, he was just like, what is this? And then they gave him some stickers and he, it wasn't the same as a book, but it was enough. And so you know, just building those relationships. He was like, he really wanted to go to Dr. Parker's office. And when it's Elias's um, appointments, he always wants to go. So we always end up going, even if he doesn't have to go to the doctor, he loves it. So building that relationship with the doctors, like I said, is great for your child. It's great for you because it's stressful having a sick child. And so if, if you already feel welcome and you know you know know the secretary you know the nurses they like you you like them you know the doctor you get along with them then the whole experience is a lot more smooth <laughs> a lot more smooth a lot smoother yes and then uh so building the relationship the suitcase or the little backpack when your child is prescribed a medication Mateo was on antibiotics or is. And we forget. I don't know if I'm the only one. <laughs> but you forget, like, what was it today, Monday? What day is it? So the minute I open up whatever medication it is, I draw on the, I have like a little whiteboard in the fridge and I just put the days. So for this is 10 days. So I put the actual date. So the 26, the 27, 28. And then underneath I put two bubbles because he has to take it two times a day. So every time he takes his medicine, I fill one in. And so now we know if John, ha if, you know, if one of us is resting, for example, we were both kind of, we were both kind of not feeling great. Then one of us, we both know when he has had his medicine. So that's another tip. Again, maybe you're like, yes, of course, everyone knows this. I don't know. But this is just what was helpful for us. Another tip. <laughs> this is a lot of tips. But I'm just thinking of things that were helpful this time around. 
as you guys know, Mateo loves making plans. And so we had to make plans multiple times, especially around taking his medicine. For some reason, this time it was a thing. He loves taking medicine, like no issue. And this time it was different. But we had to make plans. So we drew, I'm um, just going to kind of walk you through what it looks like on a piece of paper. So you take a piece of paper on the left hand side, you write one, two, three, or four, however many steps. You probably don't want to do more than four, three or four. And next to the numbers, you put a picture of of what each of those steps is or the order in which you're going to do certain things. Um, if you want, if your child is interested in reading, and I just think you should do this every time, uh, write the word underneath. For example, eat <laughs> or pasta, um, medicine, play, those three things. And so once you finish each task, you can put a check mark. Or we actually did like stickers. I was I was asking Jones like, is this a reward? I don't think so. I think it's just like marking like we did it, and we use stickers to like sign our plans too. Um, I don't know. You guys tell me what you think. We are not we we're not thinking it's a reward, but I'm hoping Mateo doesn't either. <laughs> he didn't really seem like he knew he thought it was a reward, but anyway, that helped because he could visually see. Okay, finished one thing check, finish another thing, check, finish another thing, check. And, um, and what was coming next. So after first off eating, because we don't want to drink our, take our medicine on an empty stomach, then medicine, and then we can play after we're done with medicine. So I guess there is a reward at the end. There's always a reward. I mean, every time I check off something from a list that I've have to do, it's a reward for me. So even if it's, if I have to write it down, so just so I can check it off. Okay. Next, this one may be a silly one, but I basically had to sleep with Mateo. He slept in our, our bed one time. And then the other times I slept in his bed as he was getting better, but he has a twin size bed and it's just uncomfortable. He wants to sleep right in the middle and I have to fit on the other side, which is, it's a very small space. So last night I figured out I can put my pillow at the foot of the bed and have my feet like close to his face, I guess. You know, if he can't sleep, maybe my feet will knock him out. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but just so he can feel that I'm there, like my leg, but my face is not right next to his face because he was coughing. And even though I was already kind of not, not feeling great, I didn't want to make it worse because I have to take care of another child. And so, um, I mean, that worked. And it's better than sleeping in your bed because every time he would cough or something, he would wake up completely and be like, mama, mama. But if I'm right there, and he was around a little bit, I could just pat his back and then he'd go back to sleep. So that was a discovery for me. And I loved it. So what else? What else? Um, taking turns, like if you can, for example, we, I think the reason why Elias has stayed healthy is because we've really kept him separated. And I know this is not 
an option with every family. We were very lucky that John was, this was like, this happened during his days off. And right before, um, right before like this whole sickness and stuff, he worked a bunch of overtime. So he had to, um, or not overtime. I don't know. He had to work. And so he had to use some time to like make up for those days. All I know is he had like 10 days, 10 consecutive days off. So it was perfect because, you know, we had help, (laughs) lots of help. And we have my mom and John's mom and everybody. It was just, we're very, very fortunate and very grateful for everybody's help. Thank you. Thank you. 